she reads about like daredevil adventures, which is sort of a big thing at the time. Like people are really into like feats of wonder and like putting a tightrope between, you know, over something they're really dangerous and walking on it and that sort of thing. It was like fear factor in the 1800s. There you go. She's like, this is really <laughs> cool. Now I want to remind you, this woman is 62 years old. And she decides that she is going to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. I think I'm starting to understand why you told us that part of the story about how she'd rather have no brains than no money. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women in history. I'm Sam Eggers. I'm Sarah Gorski. And I'm Justin Xavier. And you guys, I'm so excited to bring this very interesting broad to you today. I stumbled across her because I was, you know, searching for broads to do in my research, as we do, and I came across the New York Times um, obituary section. And have huh. you guys seen the how New York Times now has a section called Overlooked? Yes. Yeah, nice. it's so cool. Reader, listeners, if you haven't seen it, it's cool. They did. They sort of. It's an acknowledgement that all of their obits have been just you know like old white men, white male, or yeah. rather <laughs> dead white men. Um, yeah. And so it's an effort on their part to sort of include people that were overlooked in history that should have that should have had New York Times obituaries. So it's re- it's it's really a cool place to go look and just like find out some interesting stuff about people. We talked about that in the Ida B. Wells episode. Oh, did we? Because she was listed there in one of their posthumous, like posthumous, like much later after she died, she was in there. Oh my, maybe that's why I started looking at it, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And thank you, Ida. Sarah, did you, have you ever heard of the thing (laughs) that you taught me about? (laughs) I have a terrible memory. So I'm going to blame it on that. I mean, um, <laughs> I just get fixated is the thing on like really, I get fixated on the weird, the weirdest, coolest things, but then I forget a bunch of other details. So don't, don't think I've remembered everything. <laughs> All right, good. I'm not alone. Anyway, you found her there. I found in her the there. section. And I was like, oh my God, she's not at all anybody who I would think should, that I would be like, oh, I got to put that broad in. But I just love her. And so I wanted to bring her to you guys. So we're, I'm just going to start ta- telling you about her. And then in the end, we'll, you'll find out why. I have great, I'm in great suspense right now, oh, Sam. Oh, you should be. So everybody snuggle up. And I'm going to tell you the story of Annie Edison Taylor. So dear mm. Annie was born October 24th, 1838 in the Finger Lakes region of New York. And Oh, I know where that is. Oh, do you? And so she, It's very beautiful. I have never been there, but... It's one of those areas I always hear about. My dad's aunt used to have a cabin, and we used to go every summer to Lake Kiyuka. Oh. Yes, and it's super beautiful, and it's also like the wine country part of New York. Oh, it sounds even better now. I know. I was too young to enjoy it then, but... We'll have to go back. Um, So she's one of 11 children born to Lucretia Edson and Merrick Edson, and as a kid, she's really adventurous she's really outdoorsy apparently she's not interested in you know like girly things like dolls and that sort of thing so she grows up in the finger lakes life is good she briefly marries a friend's brother at 18 but he dies later and later on she's like i never should have married him anyway oh wait like a rent like a, a the brother of one of her friends yes exactly 
And um, does it say random, how how he died? Note. No, I know it does. It, no, it doesn't say how he died. But he was young, so must have she been. Murdered him. She murdered mm. him. I wonder if they were on quarantine. <laughs> exactly. Things to... got too intense. Full circle. Justin's bringing it. Yeah. Um, so she sort of becomes like she just starts bouncing around cities. So she she like doesn't want to settle in the Finger Lakes. Her husband's dead, and and she keeps sort of inviting disaster in her life. Like, she goes to Chattanooga, Tennessee, and apparently the house she's in burns down. But she survives. And then she goes... She to, left a candle lit. Right? That's what happens. And then she goes to South Carolina, and apparently there's an earthquake. I didn't know there could be earthquakes in South Carolina. I mean, this is before fracking. What? Wow. And then she's even held up at gunpoint while riding in a stagecoach in Texas. And in her memoir later on, she says when they put a gun to her head, she refused to give them her money. She had $800 hidden in her dress. And in her memoir, she said, apparently, she said to them, blow away. I would as soon be without my brains as without money. What year was this, Sam? (laughs) Well, now, let's see, this would have been like in the 18, like probably like 1870s by this point. Okay. Well, yeah, stagecoach robberies happened around that time. Sure. Yeah, this wasn't like 30 years ago. Um, (laughs) You're like, wait a minute, there aren't stagecoaches. So she, we don't really know much about, more about her early life, but when in 1898, at this point she's 60, she finally settles down in Saginaw Bay, um, which is in Michigan. I had to look that up. Um, and she starts a charm school. So she teaches like wealthy people's kids, like table, yeah, table manners, like how to waltz. (laughs) But apparently she does this for like a couple years and she's like, shit, I'm just not making any money. Like charm school doesn't pay. (laughs) And so she's like, she's unmarried. You know, it's 1898. Wait a minute, Justin, is this the first time you've ever heard of charm school? This it look, is the first the time. The look on yeah. your face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, gave, gave it away. You're, you're horrified that this existed. This, this look on your face tells me that you've <laughs> no. never read Little Women. Exactly. Okay? exactly. I did just watch the latest movie version of it. Which wasn't good. I want to save. You, d- you didn't like oh, it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. Well, I liked all it. All right. Well, I'm not going to give you things. I hated it. I thought it was, I thought it was terrible. Really? Because oh it's Greta my. Gerwig, right? Yes, I thought she dissolved all... There was no tension in the movie because she was like, oh. here's the ending at the what? beginning. Joe is a that's, ball of tension. That's true. There wasn't Joe's really any tension. And I thought tension. the casting was so wrong. I thought that uh, huh. Timothy Chalamet was like a like sulking 1990s teenager. Like no type sense of period. Is that not how the character Have you ever gone back and rewatched no. the 94 version with Christian Bale though? Because he's totally uh, the same way. I love that version. <laughs> love that version. It's but so good. But he's totally the same. Teddy's always this like sulking. He, but he is way better. I just, it's, it's terrible. I think the casting is all wrong. I, I just hated huh. it. I love Saoirse Ronan, though. I, yeah, I like the actors and other things, and I like Greta Gerwig for other things. I just thought this was a total bomb. My heart is broken. Wow. Broken. I know, Justin, I we have to, to talk on. about this more later, because we need to... Yeah, I, I think I probably need to read the book so I can have like more of a basis for comparison and to understand like where you're coming from, because I watched it and I was like, wow, this is great. Like, what a unique... I don't know. <laughs> I think it was... I think the overlooked movie was Emma... Um, Emma was fantastic. 
I didn't oh, see with that the, one. what's her face? With um from Anya Taylor oh. Joy. Yeah. It's she's great. Oh. The witch. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. I thought it was art- it was directed so well. It was artistically beautiful. And wow, we're really going on a tangent here. Maybe you maybe, <laughs> maybe so cut sorry. all of this out. This is this is going to be a broadly speaking episode. Broadly just speaking, gonna... watch Emma. This is it's Sarah's yeah. fault. I couldn't get over Justin's face. <laughs> it was all charm school. <laughs> anyway, charm school's not paying. So what happens? Yes, charm school doesn't pay. All right. So she doesn't know what to do. And in 1901. The Pan American Exposition, which is like the work, a World's Fair type thing, mm-hmm. it is going to Buffalo, New York, right? And she reads about it, and she's like, "Huh?" And she, there, she reads about like Daredevil Adventures, which is sort of a big thing at the time. Like people are really into, you know, like um, like feats of wonder and like putting a tightrope between, you know, over something they're really dangerous and walking on it and that sort of thing. It was like Fear Factor. In the 1800s. There you go. She's like, this is really <laughs> cool. Now, I want to remind you, this woman is 62 years old. She's like a stout, gray-haired woman in her 60s, okay? But apparently she would lie and tell people she was like 40. But in 1901, you can't cover that up very well. Like, you just are in your 60s. But also, like, didn't life just age you a lot more too, though? Like That's what I think. Yeah. I don't even know if you have any yeah. teeth left by then. You know? Well, it depends on if she brushed them or not. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> and they teach you that in charm school. Um, so It's very important. Um, she, she reads about this, and she gets a really good idea. She's like, I need to make some money, so I should do a daredevil stunt. And she decides <laughs> that oh she is going to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. In a barrel? She's the one oh, this is her? Oh. Oh. I've heard the story, but I didn't remember the name. And she's six. Again, I want to say she's 62 years old. And she, oh, my God. And she's like, this, this is going to work. This is a great idea. Now, I want you to know that in 1883, which is like less than, you know, 10 years earlier, this guy, Matthew Webb, who's the first known person to swim the English Channel without assistance, he drowns trying to do some, like, great feat in Niagara Falls. So, like, this yeah. is not... Niagara's kind of crazy. Niagara's yeah. not safe. This is not I for... think I'm starting to understand why you told us that part of the story about how she'd rather have no brains than no money. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. Like, she's... This is, like, a harebrained scheme, and I can't believe she didn't have a friend who was like, no. Are you, are you sure? You're not doing this. <laughs> So not only is she like, I'm going to go over the Niagara Falls in a barrel. She's like, I'm going to design the barrel because I should. So Because she has a storied history of designing barrels her whole life. Sure. She knew exactly yeah. what she was doing. Well, she was an expert engineer. Yeah. Of, <laughs> of barrelry. Um, and so she makes a prototype out of cardboard and string. And she goes to like the local brewery where they make beer barrels. And she's like, this is the barrel I want you to make. And she picks out each piece of wood. And uh, when it's done, it's less than three feet at its widest point. And it's about four and a half feet tall. And it tapers at both ends. And uh, they put a bunch of metal hoops on it to hold it together. And Isn't it- this what a normal barrel looks like? <laughs> yeah, but this. <laughs> I've got a picture it and I'm like, I think that's how the barrels are? But wait, but there's this. They put an anvil at the bottom to weight it so that if it's in the water, it'll constantly bob, 
you know, bob up okay. so she won't be like trapped upside down in it. All right. And, she, and then when it's underwater and stuck underwater because there's an anvil on it, <laughs> she can just pop there up. There we go. <laughs> Um, Yikes. So she, Yikes. so word gets out because she's like really serious about this, that she's going to do this. The barrel's made. She gets to Niagara Falls and like there are people on the Canadian side and on the American side and there's people in boats down below, like people are ready for this. And I'm, and I'm kind of like, they must think this, we're about to watch an, a grandma go over the falls and die in a, bu- yep. in a barrel. That's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Right. Okay. Oh. So they, um, and so what they do is, so they, the afternoon of the stunt, they put her in the barrel. And they get a bunch of pillows and they pack the pillows around her so that she has some sort of, you know, cushioning. And then apparently they somehow pump a bunch of fresh air into the barrel. Like they, and then they seal it. Um, and then they like start towing her down the river. <laughs> and apparently she's like, you know, then the boatmen release her. And, uh, and she starts going down the rapids and... As you know, and it's bobbing and it's coming up, and she's in there just like waiting because she knows because she's sealed in. It's not like an open top; it's sealed in. Yeah, she's sealed in this barrel, so she can't even see where the edge is. No, so you're just <laughs> she doesn't waiting. know when she's gonna just be hurtling <laughs> oh to. This is giving me an ulcer. Oh my god, it's horrible. And uh, and so she goes over, and the thing you know hits. There's rocks and all kinds of stuff at the bottom. And uh, when she gets down there, uh, she's the barrel is still together, and she's not in it long because there's a bunch of people down there who jump into the water and they grab her and they tore, tear the lid off, and she's like scared and seasick, and she has a cut on her head, and she's clutching one of the like water-soaked pillows, but she's fine. Oh my god! And she plummeted like 160 feet, and she's 62. In this barrel, with covered co- Wait, you said she's seasick. Did she like throw up all over? That's inside what the I assume. There, what that's what I'm assuming happened because they Gross. say she was seasick. So there's probably like vomit everywhere. Gross. Um, Gross. And people are like, oh, people like lose their minds. They cannot believe that she survived this thing. And so there's like, does she make money? Does she make money off this shit? Well, you'll see. So oh, they, um, so they, you think you'd want to get like a sponsorship on the barrel. Yeah, but don't you do that before you go over? That would be today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Today, you're right. They would have like, you know, it would say like American Express on the barrel or something. Yes. Um, and so, and so they're like, people immediately are crazy about her. And the Boston Globe the next day said that she accomplished a feat never attempted except in the deliberate commission of suicide. Um, and, uh, she becomes the first and oldest and, uh, only person to accomplish the act. And, um, later on, she, of course, she admits that she did it for money. Um, but she instantly becomes famous. They call her the goddess of water. And they... Wow, that seems like a stretch. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a lot. Um, they even name, they, they, someone writes a poem in her honor. They call her the lady who conquered Niagara. And this is the poem. You ready for it? Oh, God, yeah. I'm ready. This great heroine of our nation has won both fortune and fame. Now people all over creation will praise this illustrious dame. It's a bit of a stretch to call the poem. It's just a couple lines, but, you know. Um, it doesn't really it doesn't necessarily say what she even did. You could apply that to a lot of people. Exactly. Um, so she gets brief financial security and brief fame, but it's really short-lived, you guys. She falls. Does she into, gamble it at the casino. Well, Does she died at sixty-five. She falls into poverty. 
Huh. Uh, by they blame it on unscrupulous managers and her publicity tour. I buy and that. And even worse, someone steals her barrel. They don't know what happened to it. She at some point someone stole it from her. And um, so so she just mismanages all her fortune away. Pretty much. And so she, in uh, and so because she doesn't have any money again, she's like, I'm gonna go back to Niagara Falls. So she goes back to Niagara Falls. Oh, God. She, this time she dies. <laughs> no. She writes a memoir, and she's like, I'm going to sell it at the falls for, like, you know, 10 cents. So she sets up a little stall at the falls, and she sells people her little memoir, which, you know, and it, it doesn't do much. And so she tries to do other things. She becomes, uh, she starts working as a clairvoyant, because, you know, it's very popular at this time. Um, Charm school, clairvoyant, yep. same thing. She wow. and apparently she even begins to offer electric and magnetic medical treatments as a clairvoyant. I don't, e I don't even want to know what that means. Oh my god! Um, she just electrocuted people and put magnets <laughs> in their heads or around their. And heads. then was like, "You should go over the falls in a barrel." Yeah. Um, oh my god! It made me rich and, and clairvoyant. And clairvoyant. It gave me magic powers. Um, she also appeared in a silent film reenactment of the stunt, which uh, I'm not really sure how they did that. But she has, so she had her little brief moment. And um, in an interview with her, however, she did say, she said, I would rather face a cannon than go over the falls again. So she did not have really... She didn't have fun. No, no. Overall, she was a very extreme statement person. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, she definitely was. And she wrote, I didn't tell you guys this, um, that when she wrote about what was happening as like her later on in her memoir that she sold at the falls, um, she said when she was waiting in the barrel, waiting to go over, she said, I felt as though I were being suffocated, but I determined to be brave. As I reached the brink, the barrel did what I predicted it would do, paused for a moment, and then made the awful plunge. So it, I, I don't know that it was an amazing read. <laughs> um, but I don't know that it was an amazing write. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so this is our dear poor Annie. But she, she ends up, she falls into obscurity. She dies in poverty alone on April 29th, 1921. But that it's is... It's so telling of our economy that... Someone who was just did a get-rich-quick scheme was deified as the <laughs> goddess of water. water. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's actual goddesses of water. It's yeah, just study like, religion. Like, I'm like, still fixated on charm school. Like, why didn't she just charge more or something? <laughs> it like, seems like it could have done better. Like, starting a school is a good idea. Like, maybe she just was not charming. Maybe it was, like, really the wrong... She had, she had to have been kind of an odd bird, right? To be like, I'm going to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel, then I'm going to become a clairvoyant. Like, she's, I bet she was a little, she was a little socially strange. Yeah, I mean, she also, like, I mean, obviously she did go over the barrel, but with the stuff that she tried to make money with at the end of her life, like, she sounds a little bit more like a charlatan, like somebody, like, oh, like sure. a con artist. Try, really trying to take people's yeah. What if she never that. went over the falls in the barrel? Just there was the anvil and the pillows in there, and she just was down at the bottom. And when she saw the barrel fall, she like jumped in the water, and the whole thing's yo, whole thing's alive. Yeah, no, they because they just... had to open. They had to seal her in, and then they had to open well, her out of true. it. If she, if they put her in the barrel and then just left it down there, and then they had another barrel. Oh, there were that two they barrels over, and that one exploded, yes. and then she came up. 
That's very. I, you know what? I, don't, I wouldn't put it past that broad. Just got a, like a cut on her head. I don't know. Maybe she did that herself. And then just like spun herself around and made herself throw up all over inside. Yeah. yeah. Or just like put her fingers down her throat. Yeah. So like now it's gonna look like I puked the whole way down. Annie Edson Taylor. Or alternate theory, she was completely sane her entire life. She went over the the falls in the barrel, hit her head, and it fucked her up, and she became all the the, the con artist. Well, yeah. yes, the clairvoyant. Justin, I think there's... Me, me thinks I smell another script. <gasps> I think so. <laughs> Keep assigning me homework on these episodes. I do. Have you? How have you gotten on all the 30, ones, the 30 we've assigned you so far? Uh, not great, but <laughs> some uh, of them are in the, in the queue. <laughs> wow. What a broad. Yeah. She's, she's, a little, she's a little off the beaten path from our normal broads, but... Her her story yeah, still should be I told. I still love her. I do too. She's like a she's a nut, but I love her. She <laughs> definitely lived by her own rules. That's for sure. That is true. That yeah. is a definition. So yeah, she did. I'll give her that. <laughs> I want to tell you guys that we love it when you listen, and if you want to support the show, best thing you do is go into iTunes and leave us a glowing review. Or tell a friend about the show. And you can always reach out to us on Instagram at Broads You Should Know. Or you can email us at BroadsYouShouldKnow at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week to tell you all about another broad you should know.